Welcome to It All Boils Down to This, the podcast where father and son take the kitchen table arguments and heated discussions from their home directly to yours. Jim and Jack Boyle will explore the world as only they can. We might even let a few guests join the fun. So sit back, choose a side, watch the water temperature rise, and enjoy stimulating generational conversation about sports and life. Okay, welcome to episode 20. It all boils down to this. I'm Jim Boyle with Jack Boyle today. Uh, thanks a lot, David Imendorf. Once again, Core Discord. That's our one of our top songs, Catacombs, leading us into the show. Uh, Jack picked that one out especially for uh, our 20th episode. The first episode of 2024, Jack, a lot happened uh, over the last week and a half since we've been gone. Uh, most importantly was the college football playoff actually happened. Um, Alabama... Michigan, another outstanding game. And then Washington, Texas, which I did not see the end of because I fell asleep. I don't know if you did, but quick take, Alabama, Michigan. It was a great game. And the funniest thing about the reaction of the game is the Florida State people. First off, like I was sympathetic to Florida State. You lost by 60. And and then Alabama went to overtime with Michigan. Probably should have won the game. They had a lead, they had a lead late in the fourth quarter. Um, it's crazy. It's crazy. This reaction that Florida State fans have had, like Alabama shouldn't have made it. That was an all-time great game. It was perfect that the committee put Alabama in, not Florida State. If Florida State played that game, it wouldn't have been anywhere near near a good game. It would have been just a boring, kind of like Iowa type, Iowa Michigan type game. So that was an awesome game. There's a lot to say about it, but that was an awesome game. I'm disappointed with the way it ended, but it was a great game. Great I will, watch. I will say I agree with you on the um, on the on our fans from Florida State. Uh, they have nothing to complain, complain about. Turn now. your thing up a little bit. Your mic. Okay. Yeah, I can see. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Well, I don't like how I sound. Well, you're you're a little bit quiet today. It's quieter. I like being quiet. All right. Yeah. Well, I like I like I like being able to hear you. I know. All right. So back to Florida State. Nothing to complain about. Half their team opted out. We're going to talk about that a little bit later too today. Uh, great game. The committee didn't get the. The committee sort of got weird, but ended up getting two great football games. So how can you complain? Yeah. No. Uh, the only issue I have with it is that the second game didn't start till like 9.05. Yeah, it was crazy. And I think that that, to me, I mean, it's 11.30 and it's halftime. And I was about done by then. You know, Especially it was, it was like a holiday. The New Year's is a holiday. So they could have started. They could have. The problem is you can't play like the first game at, what, 11 o'clock local time? So correct, correct. I, I don't know. I don't know. That that was annoying, and that was a very late start to that game. But the national championship probably be started around that time, too. That's what's crazy. They started at 9 or they started at 8? Hopefully they'll go at 8. We'll find out. It's in Houston, though, too, so it'll be a little bit different situation. But, again, two really great football games. Uh, and you can't complain if you get great football games. I thought Michigan uh, really did a great job defensively and beating up on uh, the offensive line of Alabama. Uh, it was obvious that in the, in the first half. It was obvious. It all, it, no, half, how many sacks did half, they have in the second half? One, maybe. One, maybe. That's because Alabama. Alabama made a change. A little bit, yeah. I thought Alabama just started to play more physical and all that. Yeah. Well, they changed the way they ran their offense. He was getting the ball out quicker. He, yeah, I guess. And then, like I said, why he didn't run all the time, I have no idea. Yeah. He's not the Heisman Trophy quarterback well, that my friend Kevin thinks he's going to be. But other than that, it's really kind of weird talk, that, that that would happen. Talk about Bill O'Brien actually getting proven right. Like, yeah. He he rags on Bill O'Brien for calling him a running back, and then what does he do? He shows everyone, Jesus, he's a running back. I mean, my God, he cannot throw the football. I don't know what Kevin saw to think uh, 
he's gonna be the Heisman next year. You got to make like Lamar Jackson. He scrambles as well as Lamar Jackson. He scrambles as good as anyone I've ever seen. Honestly, yes, he as does. well as Lamar I Jackson. Lamar Jackson's about to win his second MVP in, in in the pros. He won the Heisman, obviously. He could throw the football. He can throw the football. This kid cannot throw the football. I, to- I, I totally agree with that. And I thought that, uh, and I hate to say Michigan because I picked them. I still hate them. I hate Harbaugh. That quarterback, he made some good call, good plays the last drive to tie it up. And then they just count on the running back to, to win the game for him and their defense, of course, to win the game for him. So it'll be interesting to see how all that plays out uh, in the next round, which uh, Texas, uh, Washington, how long did you stay up for that? Uh, not too much. I, I heard Penix played great. Uh, we'll see in the finals. I, I want Washington to win just because I hate Michigan so much, but like, to almost be like proven right because I think Michigan's just going to dominate them. I think Alabama would have beat them. I, I think Michigan's going to dominate them. I'll still root for Washington. The Penix was awesome. I think the thing I worry about Washington is that coach made some. And if I'm reading this, I did not see this. The coach made some dumb mistakes down the stretch and gave the uh, Texas an opportunity to come back and win the football he, game. He did weird things in that. Um, was it the the Big Twelve? Uh, not the Big Twelve. Yes. The Pac Ten Championship game. Remember yeah. that he went for it on fourth down in like his own territory. It ended up working well, for him. That was Washington State before the Pac. Before the Pac. Yeah. 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 No. Uh, let we'll just let's just go to Kevin. We'll get more in depth with some of these games a little bit, and All he'll right. talk about them. He talks about a couple of the Our the college, earlier bowl games Our here. College football analyst brags Kevin. a little bit about his. Uh, Lock no. record loser. He he. First off, actually, before he He's goes, he, he 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 bet on Alabama yesterday, and he was just such a baby and a quitter on the game. And it, anytime it got tough, like Alabama was up um, by seven, he fumbled, and immediately he was done with the game. Immediately he quit. I know you're playing. It goes to overtime. I mean, they were his voice text for me. <sighs> All right, so Kevin, here we go. The semifinals. Uh, just want to note that Ole Miss and Mizzou covered. Um, even though Mizzou got retracted due to you know me and Jack evening out the amount of overall locks we had throughout the season. Just want to note that that game covered too. And congrats to Ole Miss. They're going to be a wagon next year, and very much look forward to watching that team. Um, going to be really exciting. SEC, you know, is just going to be a great conference. Jackson Dart's eye black was so obnoxious. You know, probably the third best team in that conference. Uh, uh, Anakin so, Skywalker. Um, let's see what happens there. Um, also want to note just earlier today. Um, Tennessee played Iowa and their true freshman quarterback came in. He's Hawaiian and has like a crazy last name that I can't pronounce, um, but he's going to be replacing Joe Milton next year. And he looks like a really good player. Really, really good player. Um, uh, the, quick on Iowa. The Big Ten West this year was uh, actually Wisconsin. LSU ended up winning, right? Yeah. But Wisconsin gave them a good game. Wisconsin probably was. They just had some tr- struggles early in the year. Probably was the best team in the Big Ten West. The Big Ten West is all, like Iowa was being a top even 25 teams insane. They're terrible. They're awful. They played, I think, four or five ranked opponents this year and didn't score a single touchdown. Yeah, so what are they doing playing in a, in a, in a playoff game? Well, that's the uh, thing, because they made the Big Ten championship. You know what? That's all gone next year. Like right. The, right. the, uh, right. the Times right. of Iowa, and it You're looks right. like Nebraska's right. coming up a little and bit. The Big, and Ten, and the Big Ten didn't do too well bowl season anyway, so I don't know. No, but they're going to probably win the national championship, and the, the two teams in it are technically now two Big Ten teams because Washington's going to the Big Ten, right? Yes, yes, yeah, yes. So just want to note that quickly too um but overall betting recap um i didn't bet a lot uh during bowl season um but i am at 61 56 and 3 right now and 8 and 2 on locks uh with Ole Miss and washington covering tonight um i know we've been talking back and forth about oh like what are we going to name our lock trophy trophy um for next year what, like who are we going to name we it after um i think it's pretty obvious i think it needs to be named after myself um it's just been an incredible we're probably going to name um, it after um for me uh, mr locks. trevisani the senior um, the, what's, the, I don't, what's his name uh, bama michigan uh, Joey. uh
Joey Trevisani? Joseph. Joseph Trevisani Sr.? Yeah, yeah, that's what we're going to do. Felt like I was watching Milrow play from, like, October. Like, he just couldn't throw the ball. Um, great great on the run, but, yeah, he just, you know, it, it was a tough look for my 2024 Heisman pick. Overall, just need to be better. Um, with that being said, Michigan's defense is fantastic. Um, but, yeah, was very disappointed in him tonight. Uh, just want to quickly note, I mean, Alabama's center, um, I'll just say this in the nicest way possible. He needs to get run out of town. Uh, it was an embarrassing performance tonight for him. I don't want to hear it. It's inexcusable. You're Alabama center. He made a bad snap. You pick it up, you're right. Like, it blew my mind. Whatever. Um, Tommy Rees, uh, my Notre Dame guy. Yeah. Uh, play calling was really bad um, down the stretch, especially at first and second and goal um, at the very end there uh, in OT. I just, I, I don't, it, it made zero sense. It made zero sense. Really bad look for him. You know, overall, I mean, Reese and Milrow really improved throughout the season, and then today it seems like a huge step back. Maybe it was like loss of momentum um, overall. Maybe you have to give some credit to Michigan as well. Uh, but, yeah, really tough on Alabama's offense tonight, and they got outplayed. I mean, Michigan dominated first half, and I think, what was it, like 13-10 at half? Should have been probably at least 10 points in Michigan's favor um, at that point, um, but it wasn't. Um, so, yeah, just overall really bad performance from Alabama. Um, and I knew as soon as that quorum play, the pass down the right-hand side, it ended up being an illegal block in the back, but they still got the first down. Um, that happened at some point in the fourth quarter. I think they were maybe down seven or something like that, maybe ten. Um, you know, seven. just knew the game was over at that, that point. I just felt oh it, God, had that gut instinct. Yeah. And uh, I, I think the better team moved on. I, I think Michigan is, is the oh. better team than Alabama, and they deserve to be there, so. Um, look forward to seeing them in the final against Washington. All right, so a few first. things. We we started off. No, well, he mentioned a few things. We we'll go through. We we already talked about Miller. That was the first thing. Played like he did in October when when Kevin was saying Bama blows because the quarterback's playing like that. That they look terrible when the quarterback plays like that. Honestly, they do. But they have enough talent to obviously win all these games. Yeah. Um. He the center that was in in the, the biggest issue with the center was Kirk Herbstreet talking about he made two terrible snaps in a row and Kirk Herbstreet's going well these weren't really the the that terrible of snaps the quarterback's got to really make a play he's athletic he's got to pick the ball up the the snap was rolled to him the one that he said wasn't a bad snap it was a terrible snap I, stop posting pictures of your stupid golden retriever Ben but he all that all we see is that dog and figure out how to call the game that he was he was terrible last night I thought they both were terrible last I night I gotta admit Jack you did not like Kerr Street last oh, he's night. That's, that, that's the truth. Uh, but as a former long snapper myself, that was long snapping though. I know it's, <laughs> it was it's just still snapping. the same thing. It's still snapping. He, I think the one was bad. The one that he made a good catch on was okay. Yeah, but that last play of the, the game, they play, said it could have been a. It, it could have cost him. Yeah, but yeah, it could cost him. But he got tripped by his own runner. They had the right play call. No, I know. If but you look at the if you look at the twenty two the twenty two cam, they had the right play call. They got the the end for Michigan comes way into the backfield that would have been open it up, and he got tripped up. Uh, you know they at Saban they had said Saban went and said the first time we had our play call we played we called three yeah, different I heard plays that. the first Get out time. Of here. They called timeout, then we we called timeout, then they called timeout, we switched plays. It must have been a bad play. Look, I think it was a bad snap because I think he was throwing that football if it's a better snap. He had the guy open to throw. It would have been a foot race to the end zone if they just, the two receivers possibly, made their blocks. Possibly. Now, speaking of play calling, possibly. Tommy Reese, oh my God, the Notre Dame guy. That was, I mean, that was that was a disaster. He did make a little bit of good adjustments in the, the second half, but I thought that was more just the Bama players come out and playing more. Their offense wasn't really that great in the second half either. He was terrible the whole game. 
Tommy Reese, they they were they had horrible the first half they had some horrible first down plays. The gold the goal to go situation in overtime, terrible, just awful, awful coaching. And um they someone wrote an article about how he like revolutionized the Alabama offensive coordinator position after all these years of all blah blah blah. blah. What what what? He was he terrible. Awful. He he's got how many national championships? Zero. Zero. It's well they said it took him because they think he might have played against Alabama. It took him it took him twelve years to finally beat Alabama. <laughs> I, I believe that. You know, back to the whole Alabama did not play poorly. They got no. pushed around. It's the first time, I think, in a while they played a Big Ten team who actually was physical enough to push them around, especially the yeah. defensive line. And if, if that, and I give the quarterback a lot of credit. He, he sucked, but he, when he ran, he was unstoppable, and for some reason they never got him in those running lanes. And you, you, you made the call early. They should be running the football, running the football, running the football. So I could blame that on the oh, oh, coordinator. He, all of a sudden he's trying to make this guy uh, Johnny Heisman. So we'll see what happens. But, again, I had Michigan. You had, you had Alabama, so I'll chalk that one up for me. Yeah, and Kevin also said, like, they dominated. The better team won. Um, I think, yeah, I'll say Michigan's a little bit of the better I team. Just are. because I thought they were, they were like, Michigan rarely had, like, defensive, like, collapses where they just had no idea what they were doing. Number 32 on Alabama, he was directing the defense. He, was, he had no idea where he was on half the place. And there were a lot of times where there were just open, easy plays for Michigan. I don't think there were that many of those for Alabama. I think the only area I get Alabama won one area huge, hugely. Oh my God! Special yeah. teams, their their punter and their kicker were phenomenal. The kicker and the, the snapper for our friends from Michigan, they missed the extra point. Uh, they muffed a punt. They almost muffed a punt in the end zone uh, that would have cost them the ball game. It's just amazing that that they survived all that. The kicker missed a field goal. Uh, so again, I, I always think of big time games. The people who have the best special teams are always going to win, and and that was obviously wasn't the case. So. Yeah. Um, again, we go on. Alabama goes home, uh, takes their twelve and two record, and takes their and national championships. There's, there's all the people, all the, like I said, the FSU people. That Bama didn't deserve to be there. Bama, Bama was up by seven points, had the ball fumbled, ended up getting a stop, got the ball back up by seven points, uh, uh, went three and out, I think, gave up the touchdown, had the ball again with a chance to, to get just just a field goal. They needed one field goal. On, Either of these three drives, they win the game. And to get to the field goal for them is like the 40-yard line. That's field goal yes, range. For them. Yes. All they had to do on those three plays, that's how close they were to winning that game. So No, I agree with that. I think it was that was it was probably I, I don't remember. The Texas game when they beat USC out of the Rose Bowl was great with uh, Neil with Vince Young there. Uh but it's great that, setting, that yeah. was a really, really and I think we talked about that too. The Rose Bowl, you can't beat that the That was Rose my pick, yeah. That. And I will say that one, one. the um uh, the game was great. It lived up to expectations. It set everything up, and now we go to the next game. Kevin's going to lead us into that. I wonder what the ratings were. Probably um, not as good as you think. And like I said in my last call, um, you know, for Washington, Texas, um, I wouldn't have been surprised uh, if Washington covered, I mean, one, uh, I mean, by 10-plus. And that's what should have happened in this game. Uh, Washington did everything they could to lose the game, despite being the much better team. That's what uh, the muff said. punt yeah, yeah. in the in the first half. I, I was I was freaking out in my living room. Um, I was going berserk. Um, the running back injury timeout at the end of the game uh, was also insane. Um, they should have just actually kneeled, and then they would have. I mean, Texas would have gotten the ball with like maybe 20 seconds left at their own 20 yard line. Like I, I don't understand why they even ran that. the ball, but it is what it is. You know, they play See, very the aggressive game, so. and I respect it. Um, then on the punt running into the fair catch uh, penalty there, that was really bad. And then just playing really bad 
prevent defense um, down the stretch at the very end. Um, uh, you know, even though I knew I was going to cover the whole time, I, I've been rooting for Penix so hard, and I really want to see him in the national championship. And man, oh man, was that crazy? Um, bad play calls by by Sark too. I know Jimbo's favorite. Um, <laughs> Really bad there. Favorite play too. caller. Uh, bad, bad play calling, like at first, second, third, fourth, and goal in multiple games tonight. Um, but, you know, Washington's defense played worse than I thought, and I was disappointed in that because they really improved throughout the season on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and I didn't think this, this was going to be a shootout, but it was. Um, but, yeah, Michael Penix is the best player in college football. Um, he should have won the Heisman. And this was the best game of the year for him. Um, he played with the chip on his and shoulder. Uh, he was incredible. I, uh, I, I love watching this guy play. Oh, my God. I, I love him. I love him. I love him. <laughs> oh if my God, the Pats got Maserati Marv and drafted him in the second round, uh, I'm all in at this point. I, I, just, I just love the dude. Okay. Um, and it's only right that we get to see him play next Monday in the championship Thanks, game. And uh, I'll just go into a quick preview. Um, I have no idea what the line is. I don't even think there's a line yet. Um, but I'm going to assume Washington are underdogs again. I will be taking those points, and I will be sprinkling money line. Uh, this is a team of destiny. They'll quit halfway um, through, though. They've oh, won Michigan's a lot of games, bullying. ugly, oh, um, but they always win. And, oh, I can't believe they picked Penix. Uh, you know, even though Michigan's defense is probably the, the best defense they'll play the whole year, I, Washington's offensive line is outstanding, and I think they will hold up against Michigan's D-line. And from there, it's just about, you know, Letting it, letting Penix sling it to Odunze, um, and to the other players on that team. I mean, their tight end made some big plays. I don't think he All got right. a lot of yards tonight, but Long he's way. really good. Um, you know, he's just got a lot of weapons, um, and hopefully, the running back is able to play uh, next week. Um, and I don't think McCarthy and Michigan have a better offense than Texas, um, which is also a good sign uh, from Washington's point of view. Get to the um, point, but you know, they do. Washington's defense does need to be better next week. Um, but this is going to be a fantastic game, guys. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, if they play you know, it my head and heart ball. both say Washington, and that's what I'm going to roll with. And I'm going to be rooting for my guy Penix so hard because um, he's the Heisman winner, a hundred percent, a thousand percent. All right, all right, there it is. There's hey, Kevin for hey, you. Can I, hey, uh, Kevin? I know that you listen to this and you make fun of me for everything, but God, that was a long-winded was call a good to call. say one or two things. But Kevin, you've been a great college football guy for us. I knew you. I know you like Penix. I thought Penix played great. Uh, I don't trust that coach as far as I can throw him. I hate Harbaugh with a passion. I, you just I, rooted for him. But don't I still give hate me the Harbaugh. You can't. No, you've lost all credibility. I rooted for Harbaugh. Michigan to I win. I hate Harbaugh. You don't. I rooted for Michigan no. to win. No, I rooted for Michigan no, to win. Not whatever, for him. No. You, don't get so, to, you don't get to claim you hate Harbaugh anymore after so you So do you want me to root for time. Michigan again? Yeah. You okay, have I'll to. pick Michigan. And I got to root for Washington. Even yeah, you do have to. Even though Panix is going to throw for 200 yards. But again, Texas made a few mistakes. Uh, had a chance to win the game, four four plays to win the game, didn't get it, get, 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 didn't get it done, but that's how it goes in college football. So uh, the line, by the way, guess what it is? Four and a half. You saw it. I did not oh, see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't see it. All I right, didn't see come it. on. Oh, yeah. now, I don't. I don't know about that. So so we'll uh, real quickly. You like Washington? To, to, is that who your pick's going to be, or are you just? Uh, you no, I love Michigan. Way? I love. I think Michigan's going to kill them. Honestly, I, I think, think I, agree. I have to agree. With Not you kill them, but I think Michigan's. It, it won't like score. It won't be like or like a Georgia beating TCU by a thousand. Yeah, I but agree I think there. it'll be like like it could be like like twenty eight to like seven. Yeah. Not I, you know I, what I, though? I, I think Washington's offense is. I don't know. Honestly, I have no idea. Maybe Washington. Ah, 
You know what? I'll stick to it. Uh, 28-10, Michigan. So you like Michigan as but well? There's no way they hold them to 10 points now that I'm thinking about it. Washington has a chance, honestly, because they have, they have the offense. Their offense is good enough, and I don't know if Michigan's played an offense this good all year. Like Kevin says, they haven't played a de- Washington's not played a defense like Michigan's. Have they played an offense like like um Ohio, like um uh, Washington Ohio State yeah Penn State and Ohio State with McCord no, is not that no good Maserati no Marv's tough to guard and Alabama's offense was not that impressive this is definitely this is actually I think you're right it on won't that. be as bad as I, I thought think right. I, I talked myself out I of think that. you're right I'm gonna go Michigan 35-28 yeah you know what I like that score a lot yeah, but uh, I'll go Washington 31 Michigan 28 no yeah 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 I'm yeah. gonna field goal so I'll go 34-31 34-31 I can't. Imagine Michigan gives up that many points. That right, Michigan, Michigan covers the four and a half. Yes or no? Uh, um, Michigan covers four and a half. Yes or well, no? I just picked Washington wins. So no, they don't cover. But I, but I think they are. Like, I'm playing both. So they don't cover. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, Washington's We're, gonna win. Washington's gonna win. Because Harbaugh right. has to choke. Right, he has good. to. The lights will good. go out or something like good. in the Super Bowl. I like the. Yeah, that's true. Hey, uh, as we talk about bowl games, just to bring this up, he talked about Penn State and and and, and, and Iowa and Kentucky and Tennessee and all that crap. What the hell's happened to bowl games? Florida State, half their defense doesn't show up. Penn State have to play. We're not going to have them next yeah, year. We're right? good next year, though. We're so fine. What do we, we do? With the, what do we do with the crappy ones? Who cares? Nobody, nobody cares, it. anyways. Really, nobody. Unless it's like your nobody school cares. and Temple's in the bowl game, then nobody ESPN really cares. cares. ESPN, ESPN wants the cares a little bit, but who cares? There but, was ESPN, a but ESPN's getting there's there's. We're going from how many how many bowl games were ru- like totally ruined by transfers? Eight. Uh, more than that. Okay. Okay, let's go, say eight. let's, let's go say ten. Let's say eight, eight. But they're adding eight playoff games next. I agree with you. So I that's going to help with the TV and all okay. that. So who, I don't really care. You know what? Okay, so what, let me ask you a question then. I'm Kirby ask, Smart said he, did, he killed him so bad to prove a point. Well, I mean, no, he didn't. He killed him back because he wanted to kill him. A uh, simple question is this: Will anyone opt out or go to the transfer portal that's in no. the playoff no. field no, of twelve? No, 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 no starters though. Uh, maybe like a 10, 11, 12 team, but no, no. When has anyone in the top four opted out? Never, Nobody has. I'm happens. just saying. So, yeah, what, no. what happens? What happens if you're the 12th team, uh, and if you're you, the 12th team, you're, you're going to go to the anyway, portal so anyway, and you want to get in the portal so you get to the right place. Look, that 5-12 team, that five twelve game is going to be a blowout most years, anyways. So, well, then they're going to have to fix that too. Because yeah, there's nothing you can't fix that. There's there's only five six teams, that's true. and really there's only like two three teams every year that can win a national championship: that's Georgia, true. Michigan, and Alabama. That is probably and Washington, true. I guess. And I understand why they opt out, and I understand why they transfer. Opt out because you don't want to get hurt. You're going to make them, and they're going to be an NFL draft. What's the point of playing the the big boy mowers bowl when, like, you could be the top ten pick? I don't know if it's the big boys mowers. Something mowers. You're right though. What was the uh, one that Temple won? The Gildan shirt bowl. Yeah, the Gildan bowl. They make like New Mexico. Yeah, yeah, that's in New Mexico. That was their first one. Wife beater t-shirt. That was one they won with Adazio. Can you believe they won a bowl game with Steve Adazio? Byo by like a thousand. They never won one with Matt Matt Rule. Lost the bowl game and then he left. And, and they lost the next one. Yeah, they've, they've struggled. We'll, we'll leave them out of the picture because they're not getting any AL money. So it's not going to happen. Yeah, they're terrible. So college football, really, I, I have to say those Shout games, out Arizona. They won. They beat Oklahoma, I know. But that's another one where Oklahoma's quarterback was gone. But Arizona really ended up having a good season. They did, and I actually got to see the play. Right. They just lost the basketball again. Yeah, I know. I was, I was going to bring that up at the end. Mm. But I won't because if Joe's listening, he'll go, Uncle Joe, he'll be all mad. Uh, again, great they football like games. like 100 points. Great football games. Great football games. That was because Stanford like kept hitting three pointers. I wasn't watching. Uh, great football games uh, over the weekend, college wise. Uh, NFL. Let's switch to the NFL. We don't have any uh, nothing from Justin today. I, I I think I could call him right now if you want to call him. Well, I, why don't I talk while you call him, and then we'll um, we'll see if we get him on the air. We're gonna do it right now. Do we have like a plan for what we're gonna do with him? Anything? Yeah, we're or? gonna ask him about the NFL. 
I want to ask. I got I'll a text couple questions. See if he's around right now. So we're going to try to get Jay Trev here uh, on live. Live. We haven't done that, uh, and I'd love to get him on live on the phone uh, because NFL's really been crazy. There's really two teams that have been dominant. Uh, every time I think a team's going to do well, they crap the bed. Like I thought Buffalo was on a roll. New England goes in there and they crap the bed. Josh Allen just craps the bed. So nothing, nothing worse than the Eagles in Miami. Uh, and then you've got the, the Dallas-Detroit fiasco, which I want to ask him about, too. So let's ask him about who his favorite team is. So on. you have questions for him? Because I got yeah, really I, I, don't, I honestly— the I got ready. I'm ready. I'm ready for it. I was focused I'm on, on getting to these, this Alabama-Michigan game that ended up so so. Disappointing. I'm going to do that. I'll he get said, yeah, points. give me a ring in two. So, two, okay. So I got two uh, minutes He probably doesn't want to talk about the Pats game, but Jesus, Bailey's happy. I wish I had the audio. I heard it driving in. It's of um, Zolak on the call. Talking about, like, uh, we've been calling all year for the backup to come in. After watching this performance, we should be calling for Mac Jones to come in, too. And he was calling for Mac Jones to come in the game. That's how Pat Zappi was. This kid doesn't have a clue. It was it was great audio. I wish I had and it. The irony is they were in that baseball they, football game. They were in that football game because Josh Allen was garbage. Absolute garbage. So just to warn you, we're trying to get Jay Trev so we could get some audio. You know, I can put that down to zero until he's ready to go. But you won't be able to hear it. So... Uh, what do we got? What do we got on time for J. Trev? Oh, this is like live. This is real true live podcasting. Here. We should give me a ring in two. I don't really know what that means. So That's just, two minutes. I know, but like. So two minutes. Just... I, I've already blown it for two more minutes. No, no, no. The, that Bills game. That So the Bills. Oh, jeez. So the Pats, uh, the big game against the Jets next week, have to lose, get the third pick. Then you most likely, if you have the third pick, eh, you know what? Because someone's going to trade up for the first pick. So you probably won't get one of the quarterbacks. I would love for them to take Marv. I just don't know if I see them doing it. I could see them trading down. But the Bills, Josh Allen's going to have one of those games in the playoffs, and I, like, I can't see them winning cause, just because of that. They might not make the playoffs, right? If they lose next uh, week. They, they, they can win the division if they beat Miami. I know, but if they lose next week, I think, I think there's, there, a are they, that, there's a chance they can oh, get it. I think, but I I think there's actually there a big chance. Uh, because what happens? Jay Trevel, no. I think, yeah, we'll ask him that oh. question. Is he ready? I'm just going to call him. If he Here we go. Here we go. This is this the most exciting thing we've done on the podcast in a while. It's like when you were by yourself Tommy Yeah. I don't want to call Tommy T without being. So it works. It's fifty-fifty chance this works. All right, Jack is calling in. One eight hundred. All right, it looks like it's working. J Trev, I'm listening. Wait, I want to see. Him. Yep. Uh, can We're you hear it ring? Oh yeah. One ringy dingy. Boyle. Justin, yeah, there can he you is. hear us? What's up? Hey, it's good to have you on here live. This is awesome. What's going on? Hey, hey, this is great. I'm glad that you're in here. Let's see. Turn him up a little bit. Yeah, I got to turn you up because you're a little light, light on us on the phone. You must. Hey, what are you on? One of those 1980 uh, uh, phones you hang up on the wall? Yeah. Yeah, I figured yeah, that. Yeah, on the landline. Yeah. Hey, listen. Uh, we we were talking NFL, and we figured, what the hell? Let's bring Justin in. Uh, and I know you watched every game. I just want to ask you three or four questions. Uh, first of all, other than Baltimore and the San Francisco 49ers, who the hell has the chance to win the Super Bowl? Uh, I really think it's going to come down to one of those two teams, Jim. Um, you know, when you talk about some of the other teams at the top, like the Cowboys, Eagles, even the Dolphins, um, I just think that they have too many deficiencies that have now become common trends that I just don't see turning around um, as we end the year. So, All right, so let's look at those three teams. Cowboys, deficiency, what is it? Uh, first of all, on the road. Yep. They struggle on the road. They can't, you know, between Mike McCarthy, clock management. Um, He's terrible. And then the offense firing on all cylinders. It's just when they got on the road, they just uh, they fail to kind of – I think the crowd they have at home, I think that, that helps them get up for games, and it's not a great sign. Um, a lot of their offense revolves around motion, 
and um, line of scrimmage adjustments, and it's hard to do that on the road. So I think that's a big part of it. All right, Eagles. Eagles, I, I can guess their defense is absolute garbage. Yeah, I mean, okay. a lot of st- a lot of statistics, like they're either second to last or last. Um, and then the eye test, it's just their game um, on Sunday. Um, that was the worst. That was the worst defensive performance I've seen um, all season. Yeah, they were up 21 to three, right? Am I correct? Yes. Yeah, I called my yeah. dad. I give him hell for it. They yeah. suck. Their, their yeah. lock, their locker room seems to be fracturing a little bit too Huge. right now. Yeah, because yeah, one of the things I heard, star receivers always could yeah. end up causing problems when things go wrong. Well, it's not just that. Yeah. I, I read somewhere that Brown and Reddick, who are their two dynamic players, offense and defense, for some reason they're not utilizing the way people expect them to utilize them. Do you see that, Justin? Yeah, I do. Um, I mean, when Reddick was at his best, he probably had his best two seasons at his pro as a pro the last two years. And the Eagles actually led the league in sacks last year, mostly behind him. Um, they were just letting him tee off. And I've noticed this year, and I think it's because of lack of depth with their linebackers, they're using him more as an off-ball guy. Yep. And that's not what he does best. Um, you, you just got to let him line up as a four-down edge rusher and let him get to the quarterback. And I think that kind of – they have him in a middle ground where he's thinking more than he's playing, and he's not – you know, playing free and getting after the passer as much as you should be. Okay, and then finally, the team that really shite the bed last weekend, the Miami Dolphins. Um, where's the problem? And is it that uh, that their their star receiver got hurt, or their quarterback's average, or where do you see that one going, Miami? Yeah, yeah, I think that's a combination of things. Um, I'm I'm a Tua fan. Uh, I've been a big Tua fan since he came out, but. Um, he's not a perfect quarterback. He has some limitations, especially when he's throwing outside the numbers. Um, when McDaniel's and you know the rest of the offensive staff, um, then when they're not able to scheme up things in the middle of the field, and then when uh, Tyreek and Waddle aren't out there, you know, creating yards after the catch, you're kind of forcing Tua to, you know, make some big time throws um, outside the numbers and. You know, throughout his career, that's been his biggest weakness. So I think a lot of that was shown um, this past week against the Ravens. Um, On defense, they're dealing with a good amount of injuries now, and I just don't know if they have the horses, um, you know, with with those injuries. I think they have some depth concerns. And then just the overall physicality of the team. um, You know, I feel like in some of these big games, and I don't know if this comes from the top down with the culture McDaniel sets or – you know, if it's the players you know, on an individual level. But I just feel like, you know, they don't have the toughness as a team like the Ravens would. And, you know, that kind of came up big time. And, you know, they were just kind of out physical in both both lines of scrimmage. Okay, final team I want to ask you about is the Chiefs. We watched them come back a little bit with field goals, Butker. Uh, where do you see them and uh, any chance for them to make it or win the Super Bowl? Uh, I put it in a small chance. Um, again, I think it's because now we've seen a large sample size of their struggles throughout the season, but honestly, outside the Ravens, I'd probably say they have the best shot in the AFC just because of their head coach quarterback combo. You can never rule them out, but you know, I I see them struggling to go on the road and win a game or two and then. You know, winning the three or four games that are necessary to win the whole thing. What, Jack? It's just so funny to hear J. Trev say the head coach quarterback combo when the head coach is Andy Reid and the stuff that he used to say about Andy Reid back 
back before he was a Super Bowl champion. It's just Andy Reid's really, you know, changed the perception on him with this everyone. That's true. This is true. He's like an all-time great coach this now. Is true. Well, Justin's got a better eye now for it, too. I give him credit for that. At least he can admit, admit his mistakes and move on. Uh, two other questions. The Cleveland Browns and Joe Flacco's un- unbelievable rise to get them to uh, actually maybe the second-best record in the AFC. Uh, where, How far can they go with that defense, and does the Flacco magic uh, run out? That was my pick. It was. Funny thing. Um, yeah, I think the Flacco magic runs out at some point here down the stretch. And, um, and you know, that's, that's through no fault of Flacco. I mean, the guy – and he's been sitting on his couch the entire season, wasn't even on a roster. Um, and he's up there in age, too. So just to see him playing the way he's playing um, amid some of the circumstances, I mean, it's pretty impressive. But the way Flacco's always played, even in his prime, he's usually good for one or two big mistakes a game um, in the turnover department. And I think in the playoffs, when things get tighter, um, teams are you know, they, they're more prepared yep. to their opponent. Um, I think those one or two bad plays that he might have coming down the pike might be too tough to overcome, especially since the amount of injuries they're dealing with. And, you know, they've done a hell of a job getting by those, but 30% of their salary cap is on injured reserve right now. And, you know, that's tough for any team to overcome. But is, shout out to Flacco. Is this the, is job. this the year defense wins championships, or we get offense win championships? Because I know that the two teams that are top have both good offenses and good defenses. Kansas City's got a great defense. What what are you? Just two second uh, answer. Defense offense. Well, who's going to win? Is basically the question. Oh, he's going to pick. You. I like the Niners still. You do? He is, yeah. yeah. Hey, I, I do. Uh, uh, good. Wait, wait. Where's the Super Bowl? Do you know where the Super Bowl is? Vegas. Okay. Yeah. Vegas, wait, baby. Wait, why the Niners? Why the Niners over the Ravens? Uh, I know it's tough to say it after the game we just saw between those two teams um, two weeks ago, but I just think they're still a little more well-rounded. I still think their top players, you know, outside of the quarterback position, I think that they have the more elite players such as, you know, Trent Williams and, you know, the weapons like Kittle and Samuel and Ayuk. Um, I actually think the Ravens top to bottom, they have less – weaknesses but i think you know in a potential matchup between those two teams in the super bowl i think the 49ers higher level talent um could win out especially you know that old saying that it's tough to beat a team twice Mm -hmm. i think shanahan would make the necessary adjustments it's even tougher to beat a team three times that's a college basketball ruse uh, Jack, question? Uh, how, that'd be funny if we had a Harbaugh win the both championships to win hilarious. the college and the NFL. Um, just real quick, because the season's almost... Uh, who's the best coach in the NFL? If you had to pick one coach right now, right now, who's the best coach? Uh, you're saying in terms of, like, scheme, just in terms of, like, program? Uh, if you If you were an owner right now and you could have one coach to coach your team, who would it be? Oh, Jack stumped him. Tough question, Jack. I like uh, that question. It, no, Jay it's Kraft. a good question because you, I feel like the past few years you just revert to Belichick or Reed, but, you know, just the way things have gone this year. And then, you know, even guys like Tomlin, he, the last few years, he's kind of – they've been a little down. Um, I, I'd probably say – and it's great – I'd probably say Kyle Shanahan, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. I just think what he's doing in terms of scheme is so advanced. And – um. Just his guys always seem to play really hard for him. Hey, Justin, um, Justin, yeah. was he in yeah. Atlanta for the twenty-eight to three? 
debacle. But it, it, it's he, funny. He the Tommy um, Reese. That, when, when I just said it's hard to believe, that's that's what I had in the back of my mind. Yeah. Because, yeah. You know, but he, he's come a long way from that. I got opinion. two more things for you. I want to just give get your opinion on um, one. Uh, Jack's going. Well, I was the go. reason I asked that question, the coach question. There was because I feel like a guy like John Harbaugh never is mentioned in those conversations. And like, is he? Am I overrating him? Is he? Is he not in that like tier of coaching? No, he he definitely should be. Um, the program and consistency that he runs there, um, I think it's. You know, I he's easily a top five coach in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the fact that he doesn't control the side of the ball gets used against him unfairly okay. because, you know, his background came as a special teams guy. So he's never had a chance to coordinate an offense or defense. So I think he doesn't get credit for, you know, when you talk about the Ravens the past 10 years, you've talked about, you know, Greg Roman or now Mike McDonald and mm-hmm. um, the new offensive coordinator, uh, Todd Munkin. You know, you talk about those coordinators who have such a big influence on the thing, on the, you know, on the entire operation. But in reality, Harbaugh is the one overseeing everything, hiring these coordinators and, you know, having his team in a position to make the playoffs every single year. So I definitely do think he deserves that credit. Jay Trev, you just gave the true definition of what a head coach is They're right there. Uh, he hires, he fires, he can't say, he makes final decisions, doesn't have to be great on one side or the other of the ball to be successful. Great, great description of what a head coach is. And that should be, and people use it against him, that should be used for him. He's willing right. to reinvent his offense, you know, with a Joe Flacco-type quarterback, with a Lamar Jackson. He's not, like, arrogant and has to do it his way. He's willing to adapt and stuff. Correct. And, you know, they probably, they have a good yep. chance of winning the Super Bowl. I think they're the best team in the NFL. Jay Trev, I want to ask real quick about Dallas-Detroit at the end of that game, and I have a question about a coach. So, what, what, what from your perspective, who screwed up um, and who screwed up the second time? Uh, what do you mean second time? Sorry. Jim. Well, once they got the penalty, who screwed up after that? Oh, yeah. So I think, you know, that penalty gets accepted. You go back to the seven-yard line. Yeah. Um, I, I know Dan Campbell, you know, his whole motto is based on aggressiveness and giving his team a chance to win. And, you know, the guys really feed off that belief that he has in them. But in that situation, the ball gets pushed back to the seven. You know, it's one play. It's pretty much a fourth and goal, like. You gotta. I think you have to kick it at that point. Just you know, take bite the bullet. You know, you got you got a little jobbed with that call. Yeah. But you know, st- you know, live to. Does it know, go back? Question: yeah. If you're gonna kick it, does it go back to the seven or does it go back to like the twenty-five? Where would it go? If you, if you took yeah, the, so if they was, took the penalty, they move back to the seven only if you're gonna go for two. If they're gonna yes. go for the extra point, don't you move back to the twenty-five and kick it? Yeah, so that okay. would be like a thirty, a thirty. Right, wherever they set it up. Okay, and I think yeah. he, I think he, I, you can bitch all you want about the bad call, but you know what? Man up, kick the extra point, try to win in overtime because it's going to cost them the second seed. And it's, just a, it's a, it's a, to me, he's done a great job there, but that's a horrible, horrible coaching decision. Even going for two at that point is horrible because Jack wanted uh, Lou Save, uh, Nick, Nick Saban to go for two at the end of uh, overtime, well, and they never scored, so they didn't get a chance. So I just wanted to yep. get your quick up uh, uptake on um, our friends from Dallas and Detroit. Uh, uh, final thing, Belichick, yes or no? Fired, yes or no? Do I think he should or will he? Okay, do you think he will? No. Do you think he should? Nope. 
Well, then why <laughs> did you ask me? Why did you ask me? <laughs> oh, God, Jay Dress. You're, You're going to drive me insane, buddy. You're going to drive me insane. That's the greatest answer ever. That is the best answer ever. You know, that is where did where did Bill Belichick go to college? When, when, he, when he when when Jay said he didn't think he was going to get fired, I thought he actually was going to say he wanted him to get fired. And I was going to be stunned. I did, too. That was funny no. that he said no. No, I, yeah. I did too. Just clarify. Now, now, it, would you fire him from like? Would you take a lot of responsibility away from him in like personnel decision making stuff like that and like drafting? Hundred percent. I now, think you have. What if he? What if he said no? I don't. I don't want to give that stuff. Would you fire him then? Yeah, I guess. But at, at that point, I think it would kind of be. I mean, now we're talk. We're talking semantics now. But I think yeah, that you're would be right, a, mutual splitting. But yeah, um, I I think you gotta. You know, he can still have a large say in it, but you still, you know, today in today's NFL with everything that's going on, it's too much to have control of a personnel department and then run your own team. And, you know, the the personnel decisions that he's made over the last five, seven yeah. years have kind of culminated in where the team is now. So I think, again, another guy in there, whether it's Matt Groh, who's there now, or, you know, bringing a new face in to head up the department, I think. <laughs> I think you need to get another voice in there, and hopefully they could work yeah. in tandem. I think, if, I, Justin, I agree with that. I think if it comes down to personnel decisions, he's going to make Kraft fire him, so Kraft has to pay him. I wouldn't. I don't see the, the mutual part. If he, if he, if he, Kraft's either going to have to fire him or not. I think, I think it comes down to Kraft lets him tries to work something out and he goes. And there's some, mm-hmm. there's a couple of really good jobs that are open up. And if they're not going to do that, they got to they got to draft a quarterback. Um, so it's simple. No matter what you do, you're going to draft a quarterback. And it doesn't matter who you're dra- who's drafting it, Belichick or somebody else. If they can draft a quarterback, they're going to draft a quarterback. But I uh, I agree with you. I don't think it's time. I think he's 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 running the problem that every coach runs into almost in, in the in the history of the NFL. If you don't have a quarterback, your team's crap most of the time. And he ran into that. So Jay Trev, yep. our NFL expert, I want to thank you for joining us here on the podcast today. Instead of us reading your diatribes, uh, which we <laughs> love, by the way. And uh, we hope that you've had a good New Year's and uh, 2024 is better for you than 2023 was for me. I'm kidding. So <laughs> any any last words, Jay Tre? <laughs> um, yeah, appreciate you guys having me on. Hope you guys had a happy New Year, too. Hope you guys enjoyed the two games yesterday. And uh, look forward to the end of this football season. Should be good. All right. You know what? We're going to talk baseball next. So uh, we're going to let you go. Uh, tell, tell, tell Tommy T we said hi if you see him. All right. All right, do. Jay Tresila, thanks for calling in. Later, Jeff. Later. Yes, sir. Later. All right, that was great. That was great having Jay Trev on, said reading his stuff, getting to hear his, his thoughts on all the teams, him going into detail a little bit. That was awesome. I agree with you. And you know what? If uh, Now that we can get all this to work, we can have a, lot of, we can, a couple more callers. We're going to try to get that um, Zoom stuff working here in the studio. Because you won't let me call Tommy Reese. Because Tommy Reese. To ask him, to ask him what he was Yeah, doing. we're not calling Tommy Reese. So, leave him a voicemail. So eventually when I take the road trip on the road there with your mom, um, we're going to um, have to have me call in on the Zoom so I they can always see my pretty face as well as hear my pretty comments. But thanks, Jay Trev. Thanks, Kevin. Name, he who should not be named Kevin. And Jack, let's move on to my favorite subject and yours. Yeah, we, uh, we're, we've been talking a while here. Uh, this will be it. This will be our last topic. Yes, here. it is the last topic. Your Boston Red Sox. And what a weekend we just had! What a what a five right, six right. day stretch they didn't, we had. They didn't. They didn't. Just oh, they didn't just series, do that. But, but you know what? You know what? <laughs> Give Bressel a lot of credit. He's Bressel has done in two weeks. Undone the two last two general managers' crappiest moves ever. He got rid of Verdugo and he got rid of Sale. So let's take the uh, Sale piece because we talked about Verdugo earlier. What's your opinion on the Sale thing, uh, Von Grissom? 
who's a se- who looks like he's going to play second base. Prayers answered. I was sick of Chris Sale. I was sick of you know him talking a good game about how he's working really hard and then coming back and getting injured and oh it sucks that I'm stealing all this money from the Red Sox. You know how many times he said that like I make so much money it sucks that I can't help the team. But, all right, I don't care. I, I, I was gonna be sick when he got hurt again. He, remember we talked on the podcast a couple was it two weeks ago maybe three weeks ago? Yes. And we're like Chris Sale, he's, it's announced. Of course, it's sales starting opening day. There's I, I bet yeah. you a thousand dollars sales didn't start opening day. You'd be injured. Blah, blah. I did not think he'd be traded. I mean, yeah. that came out of nowhere sitting there. He's traded. Yeah, that's true. I didn't. I couldn't believe what they got for him. A guy who's going to be their everyday second baseman. So we don't have to watch all these dudes from AAA that everyone says is like all the, the high second, bloom guys. The second coming of Dustin Pedroia. Yeah. So no, great trade. Great trade. I love it. And the Giolito signing, it's really a low risk signing. But like I said about him, and it's not going to be, he has to be your third best pitching acquisition for you guys to have a successful offseason. You need two more better pitchers. So whether that's you trade. I know if you want Lazardo, you might have to trade one of your top. Who's their top three guys? They have they have Meyer, they have Meyer, Anthony, and who's the other guy? Blaise? Teal, Teal, Teal. Teal. Okay, they're not trading Teal. Don't worry. All right, so you might. The thing is, I heard you might have to trade one of those three for him. But if you could do like a package of Duran and York and a right. couple other prospects, other prospects for Lazardo yeah. or another, one of them, hundred percent, and then sign Montgomery, and then Giolito's your third best pitching acquisition. And I'll say, hey, that's a pretty good off season. Maybe try and get Turner back. They're not going to. Maybe get Teoscar Hernandez. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. It's not over. There's still guys out there. There's still moves to be made. It was a step in the right direction. But then articles come out about John Henry putting a cap on them that was below the luxury tax last year. And So I don't know what to believe. And then you got the idiots. Oh, they're signing Mbappe in Liverpool. That's why Mbappe's not going to Liverpool. Come on. Okay. Oh, okay. Mr. Don't, Mr. don't get me on that rant. Jack, he got your man you had off for Christmas. Like, Listen, my rant will be this. The thing about the Henry not wanting to sign, I think that's an agent coming out and just trash-talking Henry because he didn't get what he wanted. Uh, I believe that Henry's looking to tighten his belt. because he. Who he didn't get what they wanted him. this year? What player? Whoever. Okay. Whatever. Whoever. Not from the Red Sox, they didn't get it. I like the sale deal uh, a couple of reasons. It frees up a little bit of cap space or money. Um it's gonna be. It was dead money anyway to them. They they made. They got a kid they control, who's got some pretty good rep. Might not be the greatest defensive player in the world, but at least it's some guy with with second some base. kind of talent at second base. Frees up them. Nick York to be traded. The best regular season yeah, Red so, Sox team uh, ever didn't have a good defensive second baseman at all. So second base. You well, that's because somebody. That's because their best defensive second baseman for the last fifty years got hurt that year. Problem is their third baseman's a terrible defender, and their first baseman's a. Yeah. Defender. Yeah. Story's a pretty good defender, I think, though, if he can stay healthy. But yeah. we'll uh, let's go back to the Giolito thing. I don't totally agree with you on needing two more acquisitions. Oh, they do. 100%. I think they need at least one more major acquisition. You know, I I would say, you know, if you can sign major one of the as in what do you consider major, major being Montgomery a Snell type? Yeah, of thing. I, I wouldn't think that's and then, major. And then you know, it's, Snell maybe. Montgomery. You know, it depends. Snell, no, I don't want Snell. I take Montgomery over Snell. I would take the Japanese guy over Montgomery and Snell. I would take one of the pitchers from uh, Miami if they could make a deal with him. Uh, I think the next thing we're going to see, though, is that they're going to try to extend Cassius and Bale. I think that's the next thing he's got to do. And then we got to see what he can do. Got to give the guy credit. I give him a lot of credit. You and I fight about this all the time. And I got to give him credit for now. He's at least doing something positive that he looks like he has a plan of what he wants to do. High Bloom was always just getting rid of shit. But bringing in all these crappy, shitty little players and hope he hit, hit a home run on, like, Enrique Hernandez three years ago. This guy looks like he at least has a plan as to what he wants to try to accomplish and how he's going to accomplish it. So as we move forward down the line this winter, 
They do need another pitcher, at least one, probably two. If they want to compete in the East, they need that. Then they need these other players, these these the Raphaels and the Durans, if they don't trade him, uh, and and the, uh, the all these younger players need to be able to take that next step up, so they have some kind of organizational depth at the major league level. Um, but like I said to you, I read the Peter Gammons quote. I tweeted something out where he talked about there's no there's no face of the franchise player here, even though Devers makes a lot of money. They do not have a face of the franchise where they almost all the time they did. They always had Pedroia. They always had Bogarts. They always had Betts. They always had uh, uh, David Ortiz. And then the other thing is there's not a lot of veteran leadership right now, and that's where Turner might come into play, which will hurt. What's well, so funny? I just randomly – this is so – nothing. We'll talk about it. <laughs> I can't wait to hear this. No, Jack's not I, I listening. Just, all of a sudden, no, we're talking about the Red Sox. and blah, blah, blah. One thing about you said the plan, it does look like we're actually – and I would really appreciate this – we go into the season where we actually have like a team of nine players, position players in a team, or eight position players in a team of five pitchers. Yeah, like yeah, last year, it felt great. like we were they didn't have a second base, we didn't have a shortstop, didn't have a this, didn't have a that. We were subbing didn't in have there. had two pitchers, didn't blah blah blah. So it looks like this year, it looks like he's he's got a second baseman story. Hopefully, he's healthy. He's got a shortstop. You have your first baseman, third baseman. You have, I you you you're good enough in the catcher department. You need. You probably need to get a center. Figure out the center field position. You're good in the. Uh, it looks like they're going in the right direction a little bit. But again, if, but, if this is it, then it's a horrible offseason. Uh, this is. I would say this is definitely not it. By the way, I don't. There's no way this is it. Now, back to that rumor. Who knows? You know where these riders. He could have gotten that from a real reliable source. That might be what they want to do this year because now they got to think about. They want to see how these. We'll call them prospects because they're just their prospects. How these all these prospects play out over the next year? If Mayer comes out and is not hurt, he's going to be your shortstop in the future. Uh, we Anthony no, as long is, he doesn't suck. Yeah, still. yeah. Well, he's not. I would think that most times these guys don't make too many mistakes at that top level. Uh, but his is going to be an injury piece. If he ends up being like Corey Seager, I'll take it. Right? That's who's comp was. What? Yeah, no, I, I no, I'd be disappointed. I, I, I'm, you would I'm, be disappointed. I'm, expect, I'm expecting Honus Wagner, not Corey Seager. Come on, if he's Corey Seager, I was expecting would you take it. Oh, no. Honus Wagner. <laughs> Jack pulls out Honus Wagner. That's my greatest pocket. moment ever. Uh, moment ever. Uh, my, Do you my want great... to tell that story? No, no, no. no Jack's going to tell the story. <laughs> no, I just Jack, knew it. Tell no, the story. I, I, it's no story. We're in Florida on like vacation. Some guy. I'm wearing a pirate hat. I'm like 10 years old. Some dude asked me who's the best Pittsburgh pirate ever. And I said Honus Wagner. He thought it was like, wow, this kid's smart. He knows his stuff, obviously. Um, it's where I, you grew up in. That's I all. was laughing because I, I, we should quote first. A wise man did once say, players used to come to the Boston Red Sox to win championships. Yeah. Now they leave to win championships. Maz with the funniest tweet ever, ever going, dude, Chris Sale literally threw the last out of the World Series here. Relax with that. Like, it's a good move. It's a positive move. You don't have to trash them at all the points. But I laughed because Maz, another tweet he had, he tweeted about how it's like the deepest Hall of Fame ballot he's ever seen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he only voted for two guys, and it was A-Rod and Manny. So he basically voted for nobody that has a chance. Yeah, and he talked about how deep the ballot was. I don't know why that came into my head. I started laughing. I know, a lot of things popping in your head today, Jack. We haven't been on the, the air for— The deepest ballot ever. He voted for it, nobody. You know, it's been almost two weeks since we've recorded a podcast. So uh, you're getting all this stuff blanked out of your head. Back to the Sox. Real, um, in the real world, they don't have enough depth anyway. Uh, in the fake world, the uh, the the Bluminati would say they they have great depth. Now they picked up this Vaughn Christmas kid. Where do you see them ending up with what prospects they have, and what's the best way for them to uh, improve their team with this list of like five or six prospects that they have? But I said trade. You got to make well, the who trade. would you? you who, okay, I said, I said Lazardo. I proposed you the trade. So, I don't know if that's enough though. 
Who Lazardo? Who they got from Oakland, right? Uh, yes, Miami got him from Oakland. I think was Lazardo with Oakland. I don't think so. And the other guy is the Cabrera guy, right? I think you might be thinking of a different guy. Oh, I am. You know, I'm thinking of the outfielder. That's yeah, a great arm because I, th- I think Lazardo's controllable for like five, six years. So five, six years. You want to look that up? You want me to look it up? I got it for you. you yeah, keep Jackson, look it up. So I think um, I would say as of now, Meyer, Anthony, and Teal would be almost untouchable unless you get the greatest deal he ever got. Which means you'd have to get a Chris Sale type of guy in his prime. There's no guarantee that Lazardo's a Chris Sale type. No, guy. Oh, you're right. He was on Oak. This is the I'm guy right. I'm thinking. Hold no, on, this hold is I'm weird. Right. It's weird because there, he got <sighs> drugged. He was a drug problem, right? No, I, I don't know. This is the strange. other guy had the drug. Problem. I remember Jesus Lazardo on the. I thought this was a different. I honestly, I thought this was a different guy. This, this is this is embarrassing for oh my Honus Wagner after I was bragging. I didn't even know this is the same <laughs> Jesus Lazardo. No, he had a, he had a. I did. He had a really good year last year. But who did they pick up? Who did they trade for? Total. Oh, I don't know. Probably crap for why, crap. Well, I have my, that's what I don't get about all these Miami rumors and trades and why like I keep talking about them, but they're kind of hard to believe. Why would Miami trade these guys? What's because the point they of trading a, they, young, they, controllable pitchers? That's true. That's true. They also, they have the, who was the guy, the LaRue, who was the big outfielder? Loreno? Remember him? I, I don't know. With Mar- a great arm, could throw from the outfield. The Marlins? No, no, Oakland. R- R- Ramon Loreno? Loreno. He got in the fight one year? Yes, yeah. yes. No, yeah. yeah, I don't remember him. He was Oakland, too. Oakland big arm, Oakland, Joanna Cespedes. Oakland, <laughs> Oakland's got a lot of stuff going for him out there. No, they don't. <laughs> I am just kidding. They I know. There. They get to move to Vegas. They traded Matt Olson, got nothing for him. They traded um, Matt Chapman. I don't think they got anything for him. They traded, uh, I don't know if there's anyone else, but they, they've done horrible trading away their talent. And, and trying to replenish it. But we'll see when they go to Vegas. Things yeah. change. But. You never know. Maybe they'll get more money in Vegas. They're going to roll the dice, as they would say, in, in Las Vegas. Uh, Red Sox, other than that, uh, season tickets, i got to pay for them this month. Is it worth it? I don't know. No, John Henry's an idiot. Uh, no, it's it, it's Someone said it's hard to win four world championships for the Boston Red Sox and still have everybody hate you. Well, that's always going to happen. When you, this is what's no, happening. He's, this this, this, this doesn't bell- need to happen. Look at the Dodgers. Look at what they're doing. What are we doing? What is he doing? Spend money. You have all these ticket prices, high ticket prices. What do, how how can we not spend? Okay, let's, Why are we a Dodgers B team now and we're not an A team? Dodgers get to the I get. Dodgers, I don't care. When do they I win? don't care when about they the titles. Win? When they win. That, that, I don't care. They're going every single year. You know you're going to get a very good, competent team. I with the Red with Sox, but we're like every most of the years we suck. Honestly, that shouldn't be happening to the Boston Red Sox. But in Los Angeles, you know what else you get every year? I don't know. Good weather. Yeah, cool. You don't get it here. We get snow and shit here. Yeah, but that that that, that all, all the all 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 the more important that the teams are good, so we have something to look forward to. Look, it's freezing out right now. Guess who's playing? Like the Celtics are probably gonna piece the Thunder, who are like this young up up and coming team. The unicorn, our unicorn, is gonna go off on their unicorn. Weminyama, by the way, one of the greatest dunks ever. That was, that was amazing awesome. dunk. It was a finger roll dunk. He like picked up his drove in the three point line. It's like did it on the best shot blocker in the history of uh, the guard position in the NBA. All right, we're done with the Red Sox. Celtics, Celtics. I mean, Rolling. They answered the they uh, after that Warriors game. They've been dominant. Jalen Brown, phenomenal. Um, like Tatum's not been playing well, and Brown and Porzingis and I mean Derek White. What are you going to say about him? Just they're phenomenal. They're great. Who's better, Derek White or Michael Jordan? Uh, that's why I said. <laughs> well, you were going. It was it was Jay Trev actually said he's like. It's weird, but like I feel more confident with the ball in Derek White's hands late in games and close in close late games than, than with Jason Tatum. I was like, "What are you talking about?" Of course, I feel more confident with the ball in his hands than LeBron James and Michael Jordan. Like <laughs> he's the best player ever. Well, yeah, I agree because Michael Jordan. Him in that like, Pistons game. Michael Jordan's oh. like sixty years old. Now. I know the Pistons. The Pistons won. Good for them. Yes, they did. They did win. 
They did win. That's very true. So uh, as we finish this out, uh, it's Tuesday, January 2nd, right? So our esteemed high school basketball team, last <sighs> time we talked to you, uh, Jack and I went. Uh, we called the game. was on WCTV versus the Shawshank Tech. And Shawshank Tech kid dropped 20 on us. A Wilmington kid from the Tech dropped 20 on us. You got to watch that game. Um, do they have a shot at winning seven games now? I, I don't know. I, I, I can't really predict their win total. I they're they're good enough, yeah. Maybe I, I don't look. It's not like I'm calling like it's the NFL where I know what the other teams have. That's to true. That's so true. I can't I can't make predictions really. That's true. Well, we're going to game tonight. Um, see them play uh, Lexington tonight. They got Lexington, Watertown, and then a couple of them. WCTV's next coverage will be on the Friday the twelfth, which I will not be calling because I'm going to a baseball conference. So good luck to our boys basketball team. The girls are playing really well too right now. Uh, I think they're like five and two. They almost won the, a tournament at um, Tuxbury. So uh, high school sports at Wilmington are, are getting into the dog days. The girls' hockey team actually pretty good. Mike Mercy uh, calls those games for us live on WCTV. Make sure we catch those as well. And uh, final words from my friend Jack Boyle. Um, I don't like Tommy Reese. Uh, um, Kirk Herbstreet, pick it up. Better game. No more dog pictures. Um yeah, no, just a disappointing day in the playoffs for me. I wanted Alabama, Texas because I wanted the re- I wanted Alabama just to kill Texas because I thought they would. Um, a little bit disappointed in Alabama. Uh, what else did we talk about? The NFL, Pats need to lose. Uh, the Bills suck. Chiefs, hopefully they win. And um, yeah, no, just just uh, getting into the good football, the good part of the year where we actually start getting really good football games, like September and October and over. You get all these crappy football games, and now it's like. There you get you get teams with like double digit wins playing each other in the NFL, and you get the playoffs, and then the playoffs are normally good games. So, it's it's a good time of year for sports right now. Yes, I agree with you. As they start the playoffs, so it's been a very exciting hour here. We get to spend with our listeners on it. All boils down to this, and uh, for Jack Boyle, I'm Jim Boyle, and we'll see you on down the road. Thanks for listening to this episode of It All Boils Down to This, recorded at WCTV Studios in our hometown of Wilmington, Massachusetts. We are always open to any ideas, critiques, topics, and guests. So if anyone out there in podcast world needs to get a hold of us, we can be reached via email at jboyle22 at comcast.net. Along with Jack Boyle, I'm Jim Boyle. Make sure to tune in to the next edition of It All Boils Down to This.